Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask, hockey shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for September 5th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Lindenwood head coach Rick Zombo. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Now at all Allegiant Stadium events as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios is presented by Behind the Mask and is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. It's a uh, great Labor Day weekend, and it is another College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show. Uh, Paul, we're getting real, real close to uh, hockey games here. Scott Strandy joining you from uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And uh, we're going to be reacting real, real soon, Paul. Um, well, you, maybe you. I react to everything <laughs> all the time anyway. <laughs> You're That's why you build pay me it. the big You're bucks, right? You're supposed to build it, right? That's why you pay me the big bucks. Oh, wait a minute. You don't pay me. No. <laughs> Shh. Don't let that get out. Uh, <laughs> okay, folks. This is our NCAA show. This is the one that we react to. Uh, it will be a lot of live stuff uh, just following games once the games get started in less than a month. Wow. Less than a month. It does kind of um, feel like the games have started already, though. It kind of does, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, I oh. get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, just... you can hear the excitement in my voice because yeah. it is a sizzling September. Thanks to our friends at uh, Summer Skates. They are offering up some great trivia prizes, uh, a pair of uh, Summer Skates sandals and a koozie with our new College Hockey Southwest Live logo on them. Uh, if you answer the question uh, correctly, and uh, you do it on the app, so you have to be listening, and you have to type it into the app and let us know. Am I eligible? Uh, uh, no, you're not eligible. <laughs> Good try, though. Good try. Um, so anyway, um, that's what we're going to do sometime during the show tonight. you got to listen to the show, and uh, I will read the trivia question, and then we will go from there. Speaking of show... We've got a great guest coming on in about, oh, 12 minutes or so. We're going to have the uh, reigning ACHA D1 Men's Coach of the Year, the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions. So Rick that would Zombo's not be us. Join us. Now, every, no, no, it would not be us. But uh, a lot of people have said, 
you know, your NCAA stuff, but you know what? Um, I saw Rick's schedule. He's got yeah. a, a couple of NCAA exhibitions on the schedule, and they both happen to be teams in our coverage area. So I said, why not reach out and uh, see if somebody I met 40 years ago, yeah, I said it, I said it, uh, at the University of North Dakota, um, and, and and we're going to reconnect right here. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to come over to uh, to uh, Lindenwood and see his games against uh, Arizona or uh, Air Force if they will let me in the building. I'm hoping for yeah, that. Well, so, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and speaking of Air Force, Paul, guess who they're going to play in an exhibition on October 2nd? Oh, October 2nd. I was going to say, I thought they were going to play Lindenwood, but I guess we're talking about uh, that first uh, public demonstration of uh, Robson Arena up at uh, CC. Yeah. Robson Arena is going to get uh, in, what do I say, indoctrinated with uh, a game with the uh, – Arch rival, kind of across town. Cross the Air town Force rival. Right. Yeah, cross town. How about that? Cross town rival across town uh, in Scott in uh, Scottsdale, <laughs> Colorado Springs, Arizona, uh, Colorado. Did, did the map move? Goodness. I don't. Know. Okay, did the map let, move? I don't know. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop and start over. Um, okay. You can tell I'm worked up because uh, this is going to be a really fun show, and it's uh, so close to the start of hockey. I watched uh, the other night on TV. Uh, UNLV play a scrimmage, and I was so thrilled to see actual game action. I know it was a scrimmage. I know it was, uh, you know, scarlet and gray or whatever they call it. But, man, oh, man, that was a lot of fun to see. And um, I just can't wait for the game to get started for real. I watched some of that. That was uh, fun to watch. I've been, you know, I watched the uh, Women's World Championships. So, um, you know, let's, let's, let's bring it on. Let's, I, I, I'm always ready for a game. You know, yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, you know, and by the way, it, uh, it yes, uh, Lindenwood is playing ASU and they're playing Air Force. Um, it wouldn't be the first time we went on a tangent. No, never. <laughs> Us ever go no. on a tangent? <laughs> and and I got taken to the woodshed tonight by Eddie Christian. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> you, you said our guest was what? The head coach at Lindenwood and a former right. NHL defenseman. And what else should you have said? Um, well, according to Eddie, I forgot something that has to do with green and white. So <laughs> he's a North Dakota Fighting Sioux alum. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Eddie, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> listen, if 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 we didn't love him, I wouldn't even bring it up, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I was thinking the other day when I when I texted our guest and asked him if he wanted to come on the show uh, tonight, I was wearing a Grand Forks uh, red pepper T-shirt. So I got to ask uh, Coach Zombo about that when he comes on, if he uh, ever spent any time at the uh, red pepper in Grand Forks, North Dakota, because uh, that that's uh, a hot spot. Let's I assume that's that been way. there a while. Oh, yeah. It's been there a long while. Yes, it has. Anyway, well, that's, well, that's like uh, a certain burger place in Tempe right there on University. The Chuck Wagon? Chuck Box. What are you, oh. nuts? Get it right. <laughs> I knew that would get you right out the get-go. What are you, kidding? <laughs> Chuck Box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good good follow-up there. You're a good alum. You're a good wow, alum. Listen, I spent a lot of dollars there. <laughs> I hear you. Well, and it's the first thing I do when I go back. I know it is. Heck, if 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 something, if 
I, and I look, I probably will have more success getting to Phoenix than Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, more than likely. Um, more than likely. I am sure that uh, uh, when I, if I bring Charlie with me to look at the school, um, that's the first place I'm going to tape him because. <laughs> Not Oceanside? No. Um, <laughs> he's a teenage boy and. I hear you. You know, uh, I hear you. He, he does manage to eat once in a while. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break because I think we got our uh, our okay. guest on. So let's take a quick break and let's come All back right. and bring on our special guest, the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, Rick Zombo, in about two minutes. Okay. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams, America's number one conference, is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. And, uh, Paul, it is our pleasure to introduce to you and our audience the uh, reigning coach of the year for ACHA Men's Division One Hockey and head coach at Lindenwood University, Rick Zombo. Rick, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Happy Labor Day to you guys. Yeah, same same to you, Coach. Um, I'm going to start off right here on the get-go. I told you when I texted you uh, uh, about 40 years ago. Good God, that seems (laughs) like a long time. (laughs) Uh, I spent some time, as I grew up not far from North Dakota, I went to the University of Minnesota Duluth, and uh, on weekends I would uh, venture over to see a friend at the University of North Dakota and there was nothing better than North Dakota fighting Sioux hockey in the old Ralph Engelstead Arena. 
you were a big part of that. Yeah, the atmosphere there at Grand Forks was unbelievable, second to none. Um, you just don't realize how hospitable the residents of Grand Forks is. And, and then you got, at that time, another 10,000 students um, and 10,000 at the SAC Air Force Base. But that, that was uh, the number one ticket, probably still is, in North Dakota right now. And, and to have that opportunity to play for the Fighting Sioux is nothing like it. Yeah, I totally agree. I got one more follow-up, Paul, then you can jump in. Uh, I joked as we came on the air, uh, Coach, that uh, I was wearing a red pepper shirt. Ever been to the Red Pepper in Grand Forks? <laughs> Everybody's been there at, <laughs> when the bar is closed. Like, like, like if you didn't have a dance partner at 2 a.m., you, you get a grinder at the Red Pepper. Everybody knows what that is. <laughs> uh, when I was up there, Coach, for the uh, NCHC uh, Frozen Face-Off, um, I, I stopped in to the new Red Pepper, and uh, Eddie Christian blasted me real hard to tell me that I was in the wrong red pepper and I needed to get over to the one with the carvings in the, uh, the bar tops. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, it has been a long time. I went back for the world junior championships and, and that's the only time that I've been back. So I don't, I don't know of the new one. Um, but also at that time, I think uh, there were 10 inches of snow that, that flew oh. <laughs> uh, when I was there for the tournament. But I, I was just—I had nothing but hockey on my mind. Not a grinder. Oh, <laughs> oh ten inches! Oh my! Oh, jeez! You get used to it. No, you, get used you don't. To it. No, no, you do. <laughs> I'll tell you what—you you understand what block heaters are, and you understand what snow tires, the value of that, and a little plastic liner on your side windows. You, you learn it, and you get used to it. Listen, coach, uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours used to tell me stories about his days at Northern Michigan. And I still don't understand how uh, uh, you got used to it. I just, it just it, walking underground and, and tunnels. And I'm like, wait, what? No, what are you doing? No, Paul, I'm Paul. I'm going to tell you something. They had ground blizzards. Okay. <laughs> and, and a ground blizzard wasn't coming from the heavens. Like there are no trees in Grand Forks. So there's a lot of jokes re referring to the state of Minnesota and, and the state of Montana. And the snow would pick up from the wind and move drifts. It's so like you could shovel, but it wouldn't do you no good because the wind's blowing it anyway. So, no, you learned. And, and the tunnels were very valuable uh, to get around. And, and you get acclimated to it. It's, it's not that bad. And you know what? And I think there's always that trade-off because when I started out, uh, the warmth, and you're always looking for some kind of warmth. <laughs> yeah. but, but the warmth and the hospitality of the people there is unbelievable. And and I totally understand that. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, I just, uh, you know, when I was, and, and I guess when I was somebody, it it's almost tropical New York compared to what you guys went through up there. And and it didn't it didn't bother me so much when I was 18. Uh, but now that I'm a little older than 18, I I want no part of it. And I'm the same way, Paul. I mean, <laughs> I, like I walk into the rink to work, but other than that, I, I look forward to the summers. Like Scott will tell you, tickets are hard to come by, so they'd be burning 55 gallon drums yes. outside, lining up the night before just for an opportunity to get tickets. Like yeah, I, I mean, the the place would be rocking before we even decide to get out of our gitchen and and start putting equipment on. I mean, you. you the buzz is unbelievable when I was playing there. You talk about a home ice advantage. Nobody, we, we would push the opposing team back to their blue line and warm up. 
Like they'd end up with no pucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, now I like that kind of gamesmanship. I oh. like that. Oh man, it was unbelievable. You know. Okay, Coach, so, so let me tell you how crazy I am. I went from the ground blizzards of snow to the dust storms of the uh, desert southwest here in Arizona. <laughs> uh, I've been out here for 31 years now, and uh, um, you know what? I'll still take that 110 every now and then over uh, over the negative 22. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I do the same thing. Heck, yeah. I, I'll deal with that. Oh, what do they say? Dry heat? Yeah, dry yeah it's okay. Heat. I can live with yeah. Dry heat. <laughs> now, 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 let me ask you a question. Uh, um, I, I don't think because um, uh, just around the time you were at North Dakota with the uh, the the Winter Olympics is the really the first kind of exposure I ever had. In my, you know, growing up in New York, there, there was no college hockey around here. Not in the city, not on Long Island. Um, but uh, did you guys go around and play at venues like they do now at North Dakota? Like they're playing in Nashville next year. They're playing ASU in Vegas next year. Did you guys get a chance to do that or that was just a pipe dream? Yeah, no, that was never even a thought uh, <laughs> to, to go in, to go into uh, Madison, the atmosphere that the Badger fans would put on there. And I'm, I'm trying to think if it was Cole Arena or, no, Dane County. Dane yeah, County. Dane County. Yeah. Not whatever it was. Like, well, you go in one time, you know Dane County. Uh, Mariucci was unbelievable. Um, you know, even even the Broadmoor back in the day at Colorado Springs, yeah. uh, that had an atmosphere in itself. It, it was corny. Um, but you didn't know any better, okay? So, like, nowadays in college hockey, it's, you know, we use the term uh, recruitable. You know, now you need mm-hmm. the back lighting and the big dressing room and three equipment managers. You know, that's considered recruitable. Um, but, no, we, we never dreamed of any of that any of that stuff. I, I'll tell you what, we're better off playing inside, inside a Ralph Engel set than an outdoor game. That's There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Coach. So uh, this last season, uh, your team and yourself had to endure everything that we all did with the pandemic. And uh, I was fortunate enough to make it over to the ACHA D1 National Tournament um, just outside of your back door uh, where they actually played it over at Maryville. And uh, I was just impressed with the teams that were able to get there. Your team was one of them. I know it didn't finish the way you wanted to, but uh, just tell us a little bit, if you can, about ACHA hockey at Lindenwood and, and just getting through last year in particular. Well, uh, we could talk about last year, and everybody has scars, and everybody talks about enduring. Uh, hockey players are used to uh, adversities and coping skills. Uh, for everybody, it's not the best environment. Um in accordance to very, you know, uh, risk adverse universities, um, or states, uh, it, it really put a, uh, a, a shield around, um, the great opportunity of being a student athlete. And what I found was, and, and, and our schedule was, I would consider, uh, weak. Um, it, it was mainly around, um, geographic uh, locations that we wanted to play. They were playing. We could play. So as far as um, developing any type of uh, hardiness, 
or uh, learn attrition. We didn't have the season that we normally have. We're always playing top 10, top 15 teams. And even when you get to the national tournament, uh, that was extremely watered down tournament. Uh, so if, if you enjoyed that, uh, wait till this April when we're actually hosting it <laughs> in, in our rink. It, it's, I can't it's wait phenom- to get there. It's phenomenal. Um, it, 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 it's so good. But I, I found that, see, at Linwood University, uh, it wasn't even hybrid. Everybody was doing online. So the only sense of normalcy for our players was actually coming to the rink. And it, it was uh, treacherous for me for at least the first couple of weeks because I would run uh, the exact same practice for four different pods. So by the time I got to the third and fourth pod, and I was running for our Division One team that I'm a head coach, but also our, our D2 team, which is um, they had the opportunity to win the national title also. Um, so instead, instead of me uh, chewing on glass and looking on, I, I recognized that for those 15 players at that time on the ice, that was the greatest part of their day. Like when you're, when you're going to school and you're missing out on the campus environment and the enthusiasm and the excitement of, of everyday life, even though an hour, hour and 15 minutes, you're actually sitting in studies. Um, I realized the, the rink was the best thing for my players. And um, just prior to that, uh, in, in March, uh, my team was was really on the move, getting ready for the national tournament, uh, only to have it pulled out from underneath them uh, due, due to the virus. Um, but there's more to X's and O's and wins and losses when, when you're a college hockey coach. And, and I've always known that, um, but it, it's time that, you know, I got to put on a different coat and, and – it's it's not a consoling coat. It's it's a it's a complete understanding of uh, priorities, and and at that time the priorities was making certain um, there was enjoyment in every day of of being a student athlete at Lindenwood University. Uh, did you find yourself and 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 I know this from 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 my own job as as a teacher. Uh, did you have to put an extra check on yourself to remind yourself of that? Because when I would get to the end of the day in that fourth and fifth class, or sometimes more, depending on the situation, I know that I sometimes had to be careful. I didn't check out. Uh, no, no. And, and, and I get that. It is um, being a coach is, is a very lonely profession. Um, you, you're, you're really isolated, um, because there's so much thought and time invested in your players. And for me, I've got a wonderful staff that really helped balance. I mean, I've got the longest fall because I'm the head coach and there's a lot of jealousy because my assistants have that position to get closer, but I'm also the supervisor of almost 70 athletes. that that I have to be on call for. And and thank goodness, you know, we recruit good kids. Um, But once the season started going, it was a mad dash. So where I take a whole whole year as far as preparation for just one game. And when I say that, 
that one game is winning national title. So I, that's what my program's all about. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't concede wins, but a lot of the fundamental work that we do as far as a team in the early part of the season turned into a way overused uh, skills and development pod, right? So it's all social media. So anybody can be a skills and development coach because the information's there. Um, if you can demonstrate even better. And also, it, it, it's, there's no pressure on you as far as overall success, right? You're not getting judged by wins and losses by the outside peers. Mm-hmm. It's whether you're making a connection with that one individual player. And unfortunately, society now has a tremendous amount of influence in the me. So, right. like, <clears throat> my control of the me is I can regulate ice time. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of selling the invisible. Like, you know, if you're sitting in a room and they ask 24 guys, who's played the power play or who wants to play the power play? I tell you, you might even have a goalie stick his hand up, right? Everybody <laughs> wants, like they all want PP time. So, but, um, so when, when you're doing as I was that individual skills, uh, pods, now people are, are making livings out of it. Um, that the entourages that pros have, it's extremely beneficial, the amount of resources that are available. Um, and as a head coach, you have to accept that this is the norm and learn how to work with it instead of against it. So it was, it was like a trial run for me uh, where, I mean, I've been given private lessons my whole life. Right. Um, but when you're doing <laughs> those same drills, for right. two hours, it, like, it, it, it became cumbersome until finally I gave myself you know, a shot in the head and said, you know what, look at each individual player as you would in a, in a normal lesson and accept the fact there's far greater value than edge work. And, and, and it worked for me. And uh, it also allowed me more time to get to know uh, players, get to know them better outside of their hockey equipment. And I think that's the greatest value of all as a head coach. Were, were, was it giving those lessons the, the thing that kind of made you say, uh, when I'm done playing, uh, I'll get into coaching? Uh, to be honest with you, I never wanted to be a coach. I, di- I didn't want to be a dumb jock. <laughs> um, I, I didn't have – I had a uh, – my mom was a PE teacher – my That's dad played am. some sports, right? Um, but they knew nothing about hockey. You know, growing up in Chicago, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh, players with a uh, pedigree that can assist you. And obviously the resources mm-hmm. weren't there. So I played all sports. But uh, the seasons conflicted with football, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd play down at the park. Whatever, whatever prof- professional team was going on, the whole neighborhood would hang out the park. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the winner stays on, you play. So, you know, whether it be basketball, soccer, baseball, football, um, I never did football. Um, and, and I was bored out of my mind out, out of the other sports. But, but soccer related to me. So, so uh, my street shoe uh, sport was actually soccer. But I was a, a very aggressive um, type A personality where hockey fit me. And at the time growing up, you know, intimidation was 
was that it was everything, even youth <laughs> hockey. Oh yeah, that was the Broad Street Bullies and the oh, whole routine. Man. Oh, the, everything. I mean, so Clark Gillies got a hold of them, but oh yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that, that's exactly why the you know because of Philly at that time the Blues started building their team up because you had to survive. Yeah. Okay, so so Rick, I want to ask you this: when when you got into coaching at Lindenwood, and, and I had a chance um, about a year ago now uh, to stop by your beautiful facility there, the Centene Center. And, uh, and I saw it and I said, wow, uh, everything I'd heard about Lindenwood kind of just uh, jumped into my mind and I'm going like, I got to get through these doors, which was impossible by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway, um, tell us about building that program at Lindenwood. I know you spent some time as an assistant coach and then a head coach and, and, uh, the success that you had. And I'm always impressed with, with the ACHA D1 teams because, they they take it seriously a lot like a, an NCAA school. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. <coughs> Lindenwood University um, built this uh, reputation for a value university, liberal arts school, west of the Mississippi, that catered to athletes. So that's how they built up the tuition base. Um, it's, a, it's a very wealthy school that does a horrendous job advertising its benefits. The, they did a really fine job in accumulating fantastic coaches for their various sports. So when I was asked to be an assistant, I didn't know anything about the ACHA. And like anything else, prejudices run rapid until you actually see it yourself. So club hockey was always the four-letter word that described ACHA. Um, so I turned it down the first year and the second, and, uh, the head coach at that time, Derek Schaub was extremely persistent, very good salesman. And I said, well, I'll come to one practice and I will evaluate if I can rearrange my daily schedule for the time necessary and commitment that your players put in. So I asked for three days and, and I was astonished and amazed, like you said, as far as the talent, any time that you're talking about a hockey program, we're going to talk the sport that I know inside and out. You have to be fully vested. If you got one foot out the door, you're never either you're going to get hurt or a teammate's going to get hurt. I mean, you have to be fully vested. And at Lindenwood, um, it was not a pay to play. It still is not a pay to play as a lot of uh, teams are. And, it is run by the coach and supported by the university. And to have that type of support and amenities allowed Lindenwood University to do a, a tremendous job in letting the coaches coach and recruit to the best of their ability. Okay. So <clears throat> the third year I took over, well, it was my third year um, that I took over as the head coach. And 
um, recruiting was a priority uh, to me. So I felt that uh, all successful college sports, at least 70%, is due to recruiting. So at that time, I was recruiting in venues and levels that I had no competition in the ACHA. Like, it, it was easy pickings. So, uh, I would be able to commit, you know, depth players out of good levels that uh, would all of a sudden become, you know, a top six on the forward unit or a top four in the D unit, and you get a half dozen of them, and, and you're extremely competitive. And then what happens is the following year when you're recruiting, your present player the deal as far as commitments because the best uh, valuation of talent is teammates or opponents. And, you know, everybody now goes on the internet and, you know, sees where the guys play. Um, But personally, I'll take, I don't care what your nationality is or what level. There are a lot of really good hockey players that are out there. And I just didn't camp out in one area. I just, pursued what I wanted to coach and asked. Now, to give you an idea of the, we, on average, 200 to 275 different players we're, we're in contact with on phone calls. And this has been going on for the last 10 years. So the way that we look at it is we want to get Linda Wood being talked about in the dressing room as all players do. We want to get to know the coaches. We want to have feedback. We want to have conversation. That becomes marketing to me. That helps sell the program. That, that's where you don't have to cut through the tape of Lindenwood, right? Now, what was fighting against me was the club, four-letter word, and also there was nobody else in our league going after the better players. So, you know, it, it, it became a 50-50 tug of war, which made it challenging. This COVID year, there are so many players available. Oh, I bet. You just had oh, to yeah. do your homework. It, it was unbelievable. So <clears throat> I've got a staff around me. But, I mean, I've got three guys that were watching three games a day. I mean, we extremely valuable and extensive database. That it's just not names. Like we don't we don't recruit off of goals and assists and, and stats. Like there there's a, an awful lot of background work uh, going on, and uh, to be way ahead of the curve. Uh, this like we we've been on the process uh, the last six years, really ironing it out, and now we have really expensive software. That, you know, my assistant coaches love it. You know, <laughs> when you're watching a full 60-minute game, it's fast forward, pause, stop, rewind, you know, and then you've got to glue in on numbers and bad camera work. Um, now <laughs> things are a lot, like a lot easier, right? Yeah. So, and, and then also for me, like I can't stand watching bad hockey. So uh, my guys know what I want to recruit. We have our identity. We recruit for our identity. And the names come to me. Uh, through through my staff, and then I watch, and then we start doing exploration. Um, so this goes on all year all year long, um, and and it becomes valuable. And, and and then we have 
you know, an, another privilege where Centene Ice Arena hosted the 16s and, and the 18 national tournament right in our backyard um, to, to have my uh, coaches actually have the value of the eye litmus instead of watching film, you know, so, so everything, <clears throat> I think I've got the best college coaching staff in the country considering the resources, because I mean, these guys are working on a stipend. Some do it for free and, and, and the time that's uh, vested uh, that they put in just to give them uh, a, uh, an instat software program, you know, it was like gold to them. So it's, things are good as far as the preparation of tomorrow and uh, the future. Uh, but I, it's all about recruiting. Um, you, you'll, you'll see this year um, that the national tournament is going to be heavily contested at all the levels. Um, just because, you know, you, you've got so much time uh, to prepare uh, and the best will, will finish where they should finish. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the old saying, the coach will eventually get the lineup right. <laughs> then, you know, the best teams will get to the top. Absolutely. So so let's talk about your schedule because that's why I really wanted to dig into this was um, you got two exhibitions on your schedule. You got Air Force coming to you, which uh, I'm going to be at, uh, if you let me in the building, uh, the 23rd and 24th of October. Maybe I might even sneak in for your home opener, too, with Missouri State because that sounds like a lot of fun. But but then you're coming out to Arizona State in January, and I'm hopefully going to be there as well. So how, how did those two uh, teams pop up on your, your schedule, and what's that all about? Uh, we also have one in Denver. We go to Denver October 3rd. Ah, Denver so October 3rd. Funny. I missed so, that. I'm going to yeah, see no, more that, times that, than that, I thought that I has, ever would. Well, I mean, I mean – <laughs> Just don't follow what you read on the media. I'm, uh, yeah, so <laughs> well, I like, like Saratory, Frank says, you guys aren't going to touch the puck. And I go, Frank, well, <laughs> you got to know, right? You got to know. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, it has been overwhelming, Division I coaches, that I'm going to say the majority of them had some type of tie to the NHL that have reached out um, not only verbally good wishes. Uh, we need more teams, um, but also an opportunity to play games. Uh, they become um, so fulfilling as far as an opportunity to join that fraternity. That fraternity is a well-earned, well-deserved fraternity to get to the pinnacle. When you know there's thousands of coaches that all think they're better, they all think they can do it, um, that are just waiting for failure uh, to have these gentlemen reach out for an opportunity, um, uh, it's extremely heartfelt. And there's no better word as opportunity. For me, once the puck drops, let's go. And I think I could beat anybody. Now, I know the background. It's no different when I played. Um, I did my homework. I read the stats. Yeah. I mean, it's all about preparation before you're going to drop your gloves or even go to war. You, you better know who you're talking to. Um, but things accelerate extremely fast because um, all last year, like I, I watched the whole Atlantic Conference and I watched the CCHA um, just for background knowledge. I wasn't recruiting at that time. You know, at that time, 
portal wasn't uh, available, but I just want to know what was available. And for the last two years, I watched Badger hockey, and I, and I started watching Badger hockey uh, because of their influx of their recruiting class was <laughs> the be-all and the end-all, right? So <laughs> now I might be watching Michigan. Yeah, uh, sure. Right. Holy right. smokes. Yeah, holy smokes is right. How do you like to be that coach? It's either good oh. or bad. You know what oh. I mean? Oh, gee, I don't know. Playing with seven first-round draft picks? Yeah. I don't know if that's hard. Yeah, open the door, Seabiscuit. Go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And so um, to have those games, um, it, it's about proving your worth, right? Uh, proving your worth when I'm, I'm strictly a coach. I'm not, not a bureaucrat, uh, and, and, and I don't play politics, but – when you're an independent or when you're a new kid on the block, you got to be really good out of the start because in this game, a bad call, a bad bounce, good goaltender, you could win. And, and what happens is that hurts teams in the rankings. So it's all about tournament play. You got to get the tournament play. Um, so a lot of times you don't get those games. So to have the better teams, and the better teams uh, have earned their way up there because they take on everybody, and everybody wants to play them for rankings. So it's been nice to get those games. And, and uh, um, Frank was first with the Air Force. Uh, you know, I, I assumed that Greg, uh, Greg Powers at Arizona State would because he was in, you know, he was in the ACHA when he started. And um, – uh, Penn State and Godowski, no, no different. You know, um, you, you, you earn relationships through respect. And, and respect is how consistent is your team good and how do you treat others when the puck's not down on the ice? Uh, that's how I do it. And, and I think all these guys are the same way. I mean, these are good teams that we've tried to schedule and, and – uh, unfortunately, when it's late in the schedule and NCAA only allows 34 games, um, and then there's budget restraints, I'm sure on their side, but also definitely on my side, uh, of what you can put together. But, you know, we only have 28 or 29 games, and I say only have. I wish we had more. Well, because- I, I, the, the question I wanted to ask is I've seen – um, as I've gotten deeper and deeper into the college hockey world, I've seen uh, teams uh, that are ACHA play at Division One teams. How did the getting those two games to have Air Force come to you come about? You make phone calls, and relationships are built over the years. Yeah, it's, it's seriously, it's all about respect. Um, just not myself. I have assistant coaches that have been working USA hockey forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've carried themselves uh, appropriately. Um, everything is, everybody looks for the backstory, right? So it's nice to have a handshake and, and look somebody straight in the eye, but you all have your tight knit group of friends and you're trying to put pieces together, right? So, like, like when somebody's giving you a cavity right off the bat, you're going, oh, how can this be true? 
Like, especially, <laughs> especially from New York. Like that's that's, that's a whole different breed, right? Uh, <laughs> like, you go, how you doing? You get the Italian handshake. And, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a little, I'm a little bit aware of those. I've had. A yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like it's a lot of work, and and no different than building any kind of relationship. But it, it is, um, again, gratitude and grateful on, on my side, and I can't wait because I. The way I coach is completely different than what I've seen a lot of these teams play. So it's going to be contrasting in style. Um, as far as talent, um, there's ways to minimize uh, the abundance of talent. Everybody, I mean, let's push Denver out, out of the scene. Um, but to be honest with you, those freshmen ran the show in Denver. You yeah. know, I think they had four or five kids out of the portal that, you know, were, I think, depth players. But you know, their recruiting class is crazy. Maybe we catch them on a bad day. Sure. Maybe maybe we're, they think we're going to be a Ponzi. We'll hey, see. Yeah. One game, right? That's it. It's, it's, I'm used to it. My guys, I, I wish they're used. Like, I always say, like, so we lost out in, like, the second game last year. You know, I always say we got to go to four. Why? It seasons the players. The players returning understand what it takes. Uh well, I'm not when you're out after two. These kids, Jesus, they're on their Xbox. You know, by the time they get out and they get a hug and a squeeze from their significant other, you know, it's down the road. Me as a coach, man, it, it just grinds me. So here we are. We're back at it. And, and I have to accelerate uh, the learning curve uh, because I'm interested. Let's say keep it close. Uh, if I win, I know I'm pulling a rabbit out of my hat, but I want to save that for our national tournament. But every time that we play, there are just as many naysayers that say it shouldn't happen, won't happen, will never happen, as it is people that are put, they're behind me that are rooting. Like, you know what I mean? Like every team in the ACHA is rooting for Lindenwood where it's the first time in their life they'll ever root for us. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to be watching those games with a lot of interest myself. Uh, I... I, I you know, I'm an ASU alum, so you know I, I have that. a little. <laughs> I get <laughs> you know, that. So I mean, besides those games, but I mean, um, you know, I, I I'm going to tr try and not go into sensory overload and have a couple of screens going when you guys are playing Air Force and no. and uh, I guess this Denver game that uh, yeah just third, mentioned and third in Denver, yep. You know, I mean, those are uh, those are games that have a, a a definite interest on my part. Because, I mean, let's face it, people like to root for the underdog, though, too. Darn right they do. And, and, and you know what? We're, we're really fortunate that um, – and, again, this weekend, Labor Day, I, I mean, it's so much praise and, and appreciation for our service members. But just on the other side of the river in Illinois, Scott Air Force Base, which is the number one transport uh, location for all of our soldiers, um, that's almost 40,000, 50,000 people. Um, on that base. So anytime that Frank brings the air force to town, it's a big time show. I mean, Frank asked me if I get our games down at enterprise center with the blues. And I go, Frank, <laughs> then he you guys know Frank, don't you? Oh, like, you oh, love Frank. Oh, oh, he's love a, Frank. oh I do too. He's a, he tells it the way it is. Shooter, straight shooter. And I'm like, come on, man, I'm putting together a team. You want me to run down there? I know people, the NHL schedule hasn't even come out yet. He goes, well, that, most people do that for us. Like, Jesus. 
I'll make a call, Frank. <laughs> make Frank make the call. Yeah. Oh, you would think, right? Man. Are they going to say no to Frank? No, nah, I hear you. No, he's – love that man. Uh, oh, so, yeah. so, Rick, I don't know if you – you probably don't know this, but Paul and I have uh, a huge interest in watching this NCAA stuff grow. Um, we reached out and, and got um, – uh, Huntsville on when they were struggling and, and wanted to hype up their program. We reached out to uh, Anchorage uh, when their program was trying to get started. We've, we've reached out and talked to Rico Blasi about St. Thomas. And now we hear about Augustana and um, we see about all these kids. There's so much talent that, that need more lockers. Is Lindenwood <laughs> going to be one of those places pretty soon? We can say, oh, I'm banking hey, on it. it. Yeah. I'm banking on it next fall. It, it is, um, Coaches want it. Uh, coaches in the fraternity will say that they want it. Of course, players want it. Uh, it it's the administrative uh, higher-ups are, are the people that need to be sold. Okay? And uh, we've been going through this process at Lindenwood. Uh, I think we're going on seven years now. So our women's program plays at the NCAA one level. And at that time, we were put on a three-year uh, men's program three-year uh, mandatory uh, hiatus, get your ducks in line, proper process, and find a league, funding, that type of thing. And, and so <clears throat> the internal guts are my program inside coach's office and dressing room. Uh, we've been working at that time. We did not have an athletic director nor a uh, president at uh, had any care or concern, uh, just like the fact that, you know, they have one sport on campus. Division one, uh, no planning, no preparation. It, it's too hard to recover. So um, now our athletic director that we have currently is different than when our women started. I believe it's his fifth year. Uh, and our president, I believe it's his third year. And uh, huge hockey people. Um, let, me, let me put it this way. One's from Michigan, so there's no question <laughs> he's not a Lions fan, um, but a uh, huge hockey person, athletic director. And uh, our president used to be a coach. So athletics is really big now, like really big on, on campus. So we got the thumbs up to start the program and, and get recruiting, and uh, let's get this done. So uh, I just follow my directive, and there's an awful lot of passion behind it. So we're off and running. So, so let me ask you this. Are, are the games that you're playing those five against NCAA teams, is it important for you to show really well uh, in the process? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? A hundred percent, Paul. <laughs> like 100%. So my trial. Hey, don't my, give Paul any credit for this. this <laughs> well, what do you mean don't give me <laughs> credit? That was a layup. <laughs> There's no doubt. Don't, don't give me credit. You just flipped what? me a layup. Yeah, no, my trials <laughs> are all about can you play against Denver? Okay, so uh, how's that? So you know what it's like when you cut somebody. Like, let's be honest, kids. Yeah, you know, let's be honest. And then, then I've got uh, fifth-year players. I'm like, okay, you're going to be out of me. You're going to get your masters. I get it. But you want to have the opportunity to say that you played against Division One. Like, you know, it's. I I understand the personalities of all players, um, but for me. There's so much <clears throat> youth hockey in St. Louis has grown. Whenever there's success with the St. Louis Blues, a year or two behind it has an unbelievable tidal wave 
of positive influence of more and more players playing. Okay. So now they win the Stanley cup three years ago. Okay. Um, to know what's going on in St. Louis in the youth hockey, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm recruiting kids now for the future. So like, uh, Oh, threes and oh, fours are now on my depth chart. I had them in learn to play when I was running learn to play, right? Everybody knows about those five guys that went in the first round that Jeff Brown and Keith Kachuk were uh, uh, coaching. Yeah. There's, there's, this is like Missouri is now one of the four M's when it comes to states, right? So you got the Massachusetts, Minnesota, Michigan. Now Missouri is no surprise. Like everybody knows now. So. <clears throat> And I'm, I'm trying to think of a chronological order, but I think it's in four years. The Frozen Four is here at, at the um, Enterprise Center. Enterprise, yeah, I believe um, you're right. Yeah. Uh, this spring, we host complete ACHA. So men's and women's divisions one, two, and three. Uh, the year after that, uh, regionals, NCAA men is here. Um, I mean, it's, there's our St. Louis Sports Commission. Uh, it's fantastic for bringing headline college sports to town. And then um, the history here in St. Louis was uh, St. Louis University had a very successful Division One college program called the Billikens, which I think it was yeah. like 78 um, is when they closed up shop. But they, they, they played at uh, the arena, which at that time was uh, Purina, uh, and then the Checker Dome. And, you know, they had ownership uh, issues. Um, but anyway, it, it is – junior hockey doesn't work here, okay? Junior hockey doesn't work because players go in and out as mom and pop. Um, Division One college hockey will work because now there's so many good St. Louis players that are going elsewhere to play Division One. I would love to fill my team with – the top one percenters, right, and build my team with St. Louis kids, the ability is there, but now we've got a facility that it's not on our campus, but it's only seven miles away, and the location is extremely accessible. Other than the St. Louis Blues, we, we don't have any competition when it comes to expendable income on a sports ticket. Like, you only have eight games. You got to run, you know, three hours on the road for Mizzou football. Other than that, we can become the show. So not only just on our campus, uh, but also in, in St. Louis in general. So I'm, I'm extremely excited. And, and I'll tell you what, I've spent a considerable amount of time, like, trying to take my position and the amount of effort and time that I've invested into St. Louis hockey just not for my profession, but it's always been for the ultimate growth. You know what they say? You leave something better when you left than when you came. That's a great way to live life. Absolutely. And, and where I'm at now, like I, I've been – people don't know the amount of work that I put in to get to, to what I did, playing the National Hockey League. And it's not about talking about Rick. But nobody knows what I've been trying to go through. Like – Give me the high-end athletes and let me coach them damn hockey players, okay? <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's so much easier in youth hockey to coach a triple-A player 
than it is a B-level player. So when, when I grew my players that want to be coaches, you got to coach, learn to play. You have to understand it inside and out and, and, and no different languages uh, to address the message to these kids. And, and I've heard from Powers in Arizona State, he goes, you have no idea. You got people doing all the, like the, the non-interesting stuff. It's all about sexy now, you know. You get to know your players, and it's about your team, your identity, where you're going, and what the opponents are. That's sexy. I do that in my sleep. It's, you know, it's the typing and the bureaucracy and the this and the that. You know what I mean? Like, so I hire people to do that. Uh, okay, Coach, this is the last one for me, and I promise we'll let you go. Um, two, two things. Um, yes. I, I saw Coach Powers uh, – the very start of his program right after he won the ACHA D one national tournament, him and I sat down in his little office and I think there were mice running across the floor and yeah, all that. I and I said, how are you going to do this? And he said, well, we got the funding, we got the backing of the university. So now it's my job to put together a team that's competitive. And he said, we're going to do it by being big, old and strong. And he said, that's how we're going to play our first year. Um, now I look at your program and I go like, you have so much talent. Um, are you still going to go with a philosophy like that? Or are you going to go with a, a really skilled hockey program? Oh, to think I'm going to get blue chip players and, and, and run a, a run and gun skilled game. Not going to happen. Uh, but I, I like coaching an entertaining game. So everybody says, uh, you know, Zombo's team are so defensive oriented. Uh, not really. We defend with the puck. So at 70-30, I, I like to sell tickets. My guys like to score goals. So, you know, it, it's if you want to put people in position to defend, you play checkers. I want to make certain that we play aggressive, we play offensive hockey. And, and I've watched, I know like college hockey with a lot of programs, play a reactionary game, real counterpunch game, uh, try to influence the officials. I mean, um, wins and losses are everything for your position and the identity of your program. Um, but I've got to be who I am. And I mean, <clears throat> sports, hockey is a lot of Korean ingenuity. I mean, we're stealing from everybody and seeing what this works. Of course, I know, I know what Greg does. You know, his team took <laughs> one minute penalties every shifter on the ice. Um, and they're probably too aggressive for college hockey. But, you know, he likes coaching it, and it works. And um, when you're playing in the facility that they're playing in, um, it makes for a wonderful identity. You know, like when you're playing in a basement, you might as well have, <laughs> you know, the demons, right? Um, sure. For, but I got news for you. When that, this rink gets built, you don't think recruiting is going to be easy for him? My goodness. Fly everywhere, Arizona State, sunshine. Just make certain you leave the sand at the front step because I don't want to sharpen your skates. It's not that difficult. Uh, I will so not comment on be... this because uh... – Oh, let's be honest. You've been there. I've been Oh, yes. There. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? The game's the same. Seriously, the game's the same. I know. And, and he had to sell the players on, you know what? We're going to be perceived as the dirty ditch of college hockey, and we're going to travel. Every game was on the road for two, three years, and this guy put together an unbelievable team, 
He knows what he's doing. He knows how to talk. He knows how to work everybody. And his team's prepared. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to watch where they're at. And, um, uh, like, it's, it'd be nice to be in the Big Ten, right? We, you know, you've got all this influx of money from other sports and, and uh, you get the amenities of the travel and not too far and it's first classes. Like, when I seen the Badgers women come down, my gosh, our, our laundry machine was going overtime. Just for a women's team, there's five loads of, of, of laundry. And yeah, you got one to roll out, one to stretch, one to practice, one to game, and, and, and one for interviews. Like, I, I guarantee it. the first two years. I guarantee it. So what they have now, they're reaping the benefits. And uh, it's, it's a, the, game, the game's not fair, but I'll tell you, it's honest. And yeah, uh, sure. his team has definitely proved it. Well, well, you guys got a good schedule to come in January too, so we'll welcome you with open yeah. arms when you come here in the yeah. desert. That's that January twenty first and twenty second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be interesting. That that goes back to old school. You know, you give the name drop that he won the title just before he left, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do the same thing at my home rink. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Rick, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Uh, not I, I a know problem, it's a, you guys. A crazy schedule. We'd love to have you on again as things get closer. And uh, if you can open the doors for me, I would love to get in that building. Um, I may it. be there uh, for the uh, opening games against Missouri State, and I'm definitely going to be there for Air Force because uh, that that's history making, and we're going to plug you as much as we possibly can. Yeah, I appreciate that, Paul Scott. I appreciate this. This has been fun. I'll talk hockey any time. Like I can tell right off the bat, you guys know the game. I mean, you know, I didn't know really what I was getting into, but this that was an easy talk. Uh, I I know I appreciate that. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, it's it's the same here, Rick. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanks, Labor Coach. Day again. You too. Again. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, oh, I have one more thing to ask you about: What the heck's with Kerry Eads climbing every damn mountain everywhere? You know what? So listen to this, right? So I've known Birdie for a long time. So I think it's our 20th year, 30th. I don't know. We got a, so North Dakota, our national title team uh, has a big reunion. Um, it's coming up in January, which of course I'm a coach, which I can't get to. But now I'm, I'm part of these uh, feeds going on. And I was told to follow Birdie on uh, Facebook or something. Yeah. And I guess all he's doing is showing his body off. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have I, shirts. He has yeah, no shirts anymore. No shirts. I don't even want – like, I've had years of that in the dressing room. I don't want no more. What a wonderful man. I'll tell and you I, what. I, I, rumor has it, Rick, that he sold all of his shirts to buy that motorhome that he travels in now. That I don't know. We used to laugh. You, what size you wear? Oh, that's an Italian large, which is like two sizes too small. <laughs> like a big barrel chest and Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. A piece of work. Uh, I love it, my friend. I'll be in touch with you. I've got some summer skates to, to get to you as well. So uh, maybe that first trip uh, when I get out there, we'll, uh, we'll have a chance to visit in person. It works for me. All it's right. been a pleasure. Wonderful Thanks, evening. Coach. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, go Lindenwood Lions. Let's uh, let's get you guys into that NCAA tournament. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that's uh, Rick Zombel, the head coach with the Lindenwood Lions. Uh, ACHA D1 National Coach of the Year, the reigning coach of the year, had a chance to visit with us tonight and tell us a little bit about his program and just how close they are to making that jump uh, to the NCAA level. 
Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, and Paul and I will be back to uh, – You want to give that question before you go? Yeah, let's do the trivia question. Good good idea. Okay, our guest, Rick Zombo, played his final professional hockey season in what city? And it, it's a bonus. If you can do uh, not only the city – but uh, what the name of his team was when he played his final professional season. Go ahead and, uh, and get it to us. And uh, as soon as we got that, we will uh, get, you, get you a winner. And we'll be back to announce it in just a few minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. From the Summer Skates Studio, which means we have a sizzling September giveaway, courtesy of our friends at Summer Skates. The first question was just put out there. Our guest tonight, Rick Zombo, the... uh, former NHLer, the head coach at the Lindenwood University Lions uh, ACHA D1 program currently, and a former North Dakota Fighting Sioux played a number of years in professional hockey. Uh, we want to know what city and the name of the team that he played for. We have a winner. Paul, tell us who it is. Uh, well, it's uh, our buddy uh, Doug there out in uh, in uh, Minnesota. And uh, he got the fact that it was the Phoenix Roadrunners of the old International Hockey League. Uh, I love it. What a great tie-in to have uh, Rick Zombo uh, mm-hmm. on tonight uh, for our first question and have the answer be the Phoenix Roadrunners. That is just uh, poetry. Yeah, well, that's what should, the name should be now, too. But we, that's an entirely different discussion. <laughs> we don't um, have time for that. We're already. I don't think we late. have enough shows for that discussion. <laughs> but that's an. Uh, and by the way, and I was not. Uh, uh, I didn't. I. I didn't name. Wasn't trying to necessarily name drop. But uh, 
the coach did play a couple of dozen games with my friend Phil up in Adirondack. And Phil was a guest with us. Yeah, a while back. Phil was on it was on a while back in the 86-87 season. Um, he split that year, the coach did, uh, between Adirondack and Detroit and uh, played uh, two dozen games there in uh, upstate New York. And uh, Phil and Barry Melrose were on that team. Yeah, there's some name dropping right there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as always, I, we know we don't have much time, but I want right. to get your comments because I hear something, you hear something. What did you hear from Coach Zombo? Um. <laughs> Um, first of all, I heard a lot of smiling and a bunch of it. Yeah. And, um, he said just enough to make, to, to be unofficially official and allows us to string this out for a few more months. <laughs> Let me tell you what I heard, my friend. I heard Rick Zombo say that, uh, he hopes uh, with a lot of hopes that uh, he's going to have an NCAA hockey team next fall. Mm -hmm. I also heard him say what I've been saying. These games that he's playing, these exhibition, I'll use air quotes on that because he's not taking them as exhibitions. I'll no, absolutely it. not. And I guarantee uh, you the players aren't either. No, they're they're playing Denver. We found out tonight on October third. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, we got we got that. I don't think and that's been put out anywhere. I don't believe so either, including their schedule. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I mean, and, yeah. And we're also that we're going to see them uh, play Air Force in St. Louis, right? And they're going to come in January and play Arizona State. Now, those are three pretty good programs to match up against to see where you are. Uh, when it comes down to it, I asked him point blank. I said, how important are those games to win those games or be competitive? Be competitive. He's extremely, extremely yeah. important. And I really think that that is going to be the kicker. If they, if they show well against those five in, in those five games against three different teams, I think that's what it's going to take to just push that program right over the top and into the NCAA next season. I know he's going to have the roster. I know he's got the coaching experience and talent. Um, so I'm not surprised a bit. Well, no, and it's and it, and if you look at it, uh, these games are pretty strategically placed too. Now, listen, could could uh, Frank Saratori make a couple of phone calls and get those games switched to <laughs> the bigger place so they get the Air Force base there? Oh, well, uh, listen, if there's anybody to, that could do hold that, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You remember when Air Force came to, to Tempe the first time? They played games where. Gila River Arena. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, so, if there's, if there's you know anybody that can get ask. Him, yeah, I know. I just saying, if there's anybody that can get him switched, um, it would be Frank. Um, <laughs> you know, they're gonna. I love they, it. They're gonna play that. It won't be an exhibition to those guys. Denver. Um, you know, they, they, even though they're playing in Denver, um, you'll have the the. Not I don't want to say psychological edge, but you will have the edge of 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 knowing that that game will be much more important to those kids at Lindenwood than it will be to Denver. The kids at Denver are not going to want to embarrass themselves. They're going to play hard, but yeah, yeah, that little sure. extra edge of um, the little engine that could will will be at Lindenwood. Um, uh, the the two games at home against Air Force, I, I think those are fascinating based on what the coach said in terms of 
how important these these exhibition games are to show people. You're telling me there's a reason I put it on my calendar, my friend. Well, I understand <laughs> that. And, you know, it's early enough in the season where, you know, it's 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 on the road and 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 all all respect for 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 coach Saratori putting his money where his mouth is. Oh, and playing those two games. I mean, he Lincoln. has got he has got nothing to gain by playing those games except growing the game, uh, which we both know Frank Saratori is the master of, and uh, his desire. So his desire to reach out and go to St. Louis and play Lindenwood, man, oh man, you got to give him the biggest props uh, that you can find. And same to Coach Powers for for putting Lindenwood on the schedule to bring them here in January. You could hear in, in Coach Zombo's voice. Uh, Mama didn't thrill, raise no fool. The thrill Mama didn't coming, raise no fool. <laughs> the thrill of coming to Arizona in January with his team. If that doesn't uh, get your boys fired up, uh, I don't know what does if you're coming from anywhere that's cold at all. And St. Louis certainly isn't terribly cold, but it's still cold enough. It's still cold enough, and that's prime real estate, those January dates in Tempe. There is no Oof, doubt. Absolutely. Um, just to follow up a little bit on what else you said, um, you have uh, the uh, NCAA uh, regionals in uh, 2024 going to be uh, in St. Louis. Okay. And then the following year in 2025, the, that's when the Frozen Four will be in St. Louis. Um, the original CCHA started out with four teams, Ohio State, Bowling Green, Ohio University, and St. Louis University. Good stuff. So, uh, I can also tell you that that what I heard from Coach uh, Zombo tonight was winning that national championship in his building is going to be extremely important to you. So if you're an ACHA program and you're wondering what you're going to get when you play Lindenwood this year, be prepared. He he does not want to go out. He used the reference. He said Coach Powers won the national championship, and then he went D1 next year. Uh, he wants to win it. He wants to win it at home. He wants to be impressive in doing so, and he wants to take that next jump. Yeah, I mean, it's um, that is definitely, uh, like I said, those are, I don't know if I want to use the term must-watch games, but those are must-watch games. But it, they're pretty close. They're pretty okay. darn close. Okay. Well, we ran a little late, but well worth it. So uh, we we'll, always. Let, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you take it away before we run out of airtime, and then um, we'll, we'll definitely uh, rehash a few things on Tuesday night yeah. with College Hockey Southwest Weekly as well. Take it away, my friend. Right, from the Summer Skate Studios, behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, and now available in our new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events. For the NCHC and nchc.tv, Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Boost Mobile, 
Bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey Fabulous Las Vegas Atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say uh, a big thank you again to the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions, uh, uh, Rick Zumble, for joining us tonight. Um, Paul and I will be back Tuesday night. Of course, tomorrow night's Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly with myself and Rob Rothfarb. And then Wednesday night, we'll dig into ACHA stuff again. I believe we're going to Missouri State. Uh, we're working on that. See if we can get Missouri State on board for Wednesday night because they've got some big stuff coming as well. Um, we're going to have uh, a lot of great shows coming on. Sizzling September started tonight. Uh, congratulations to uh, Trapeze 11. We know him as Doug. <laughs> from the great state of Minnesota for winning the summer skate sandals and uh, koozie tonight. Um, we will have another trivia question every night this month. So uh, make sure you're listening, tell your friends, uh, listen to the show and respond. And uh, you can win yourself a pair of the best uh, shower shoes in the business, the summer skates ones. So we'll say good night with little uh, Roger Klein, the peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>